Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast and I hope you're enjoying your 2020 so far. In today's episode, I got to hang out with Denise and Sarah from Karma Brunton. Karma Brunton is one of Australia's largest customized market research companies. They help clients deliver better products, services and communications. The insights and knowledge that Denise and Sarah has is crazy and that's why I wanted them on this podcast. In this episode, we touch on a whole load of different topics, but our main focus is on the Millennium Monitor. It even has its own website, which I highly recommend checking out. The Millennium Monitor is a unique social trends monitor that explores the patterns and implications of the changing social values. Denise explains it so well, and this episode is definitely worth a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Chill out, switch off, and enjoy episode number 39. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. So beautiful. Right. I am in the office at Carmel Brunson, and I have the beautiful Sarah and Denise with me. It looks like a New York apartment that we're in, but mm-hmm. this is your office, mm-hmm. so... We're in Richmond. This is where you spend most of your time. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, nice much a pleasure. Thank you. No Thanks problem. for being here. No problem. Well, we've known each other for six years because you guys gave me my very first sensory experience <laughs> in uh, the terms of food and what I should be looking for. Do you want to just give a heads up of who you are, mm. what you do, and an overview of the business? Oh, we're looking. We're looking at each other, yeah. saying, "Who's going to go for this, this one?" This will be a very awkward podcast. Yeah. So, Colma Brunton, we've been around thirty years in Australia, and I think you've touched on sensory there. That's really the heart of mm. our business and the heart of what we do, particularly in the FMCG space. Um, and you know, we work across all packaged goods, but we also work across kind of agribusiness. And really, what we're looking for is how do we make the best product experiences possible? Um, things that create memories um, and and things that really draw that um, repeat purchase for our clients. So it's really ultimate market success. Um, so the sensory is, is really at the heart of that, you know, concept and, and pack around that as segmentation, UNAs, all of that kind of nice juicy research mm-hmm. is all kind of packed up around product. Um, and that's really our, our specialty. So we have fun with lots of different projects um, every single day, don't we? Absolutely. And I think you, you touched on the whole experience thing. I mean, I think in my, my career in sensory and mm-hmm. consumer, it was. It has very much changed into understanding the experience, not just a point in time, and trying to understand the perception and the dynamicness of that, um, what you're tasting, what how you say, just yeah, just everything about the whole whole sensory experience. So mm. well, that's interesting. So how long have you been doing it for? That's like I've known you for six years, but <laughs> I like. Hmm. Me, you, me, I, I, away? Yeah, yeah. I've been in the industry for. Um, Dare I say, how long did I say? Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. As a graduate, um, joined joined a company in the UK, and that's where I really learnt my trade product developed by training, mm-hmm. but really fell into sensory. How most mm-hmm. of us I think do never really focus. You know, you think you're going to go into sensory and consumer research, you just fall into it. Um, but for me, I was just so intrigued by uh, understanding people, perception, and mm-hmm. their behaviour, um, and their thoughts, and being really kind of curious about yeah. kind of again mm. what they thought about things. Um, yeah, so that's really how I got into it, and I've stayed in the industry, and I love it. Yeah, I'm very passionate about it, understanding products, what people think, 
uh, and try and improve that whole kind of experience mm. for them as well. Yeah, mm. Definitely. Yeah, because you don't want to get that wrong. Like if you if you launch a project or a product, it's good to have your guys kind of influence. Or so, how does that work? Do you guys tweak it? Like just go through kind of stage one to mm. yeah, where you guys come in and how you can change a project around. We come in right at the start, I think, even from a strategic kind of perspective in terms of what is a good idea for starters based on what consumers want, consumer trends and consumer values. So we really start at that place. And then it's really about kind of developing a, a great idea. And then it's about prototyping to really create a product that meets a great idea. Um, so that that as a bundle can be very strong. So we really come in with the sensory, um, particularly we come in at that front end um, where the prototyping is done. And we have an expert trained panel um, of whom um, Sarah manages, which is absolutely sensational thing um, to have at hand. Uh, and we also have obviously our consumers that we do the central location tests and home use tests with as well. So we get that kind of the, the whole prototyping piece mm -hmm. and we really put forward, you know, these are your best bets or, or the, the one to go for, but we will still be um, talking to the optimization. So we look at the profiles and we look at how the profile differs from the expectation that has been built up okay, by yeah. that idea. Yeah. And we look at those gaps and we make suggestions to close those gaps. So in the most simple example, you might say, look, we need to decrease the sweetness on this because it will increase the perceptions of naturalness. Okay, interesting. Um, or we say, look, we, we need to um, reduce the sourness so it allows that natural sweetness to come through okay. and really match the expectations of the idea. So, yeah, a lot of um, advice to clients around optimization. Often we're working with the R&D guys, but mm -hmm. we might similarly be working with kind of uh, the marketing guys as mm. well. Okay. And is it heavily product focused or would it be involved in packaging and product and on-shelf presence or do you just focus on product? Well, I, I mean, I, I guess our focus is very much on product, yeah. but the best brands in the world are where you've got the right brand, mm. the right proposition, the right product and the right pack. They all have to be aligned and come together. And there's been a lot of research to kind of support that. So, yeah. Although we, we very much do and have done in the past do things in isolation, evaluating isolation, actually you have to bring out all the elements okay. together. So as Denise said, if you start off with your, you know, your early idea mm -hmm. um, and then get your product as soon as you possibly can to see if it matches that idea and how well it aligns and then start to work through the process, then you'll have a far greater success yeah, okay. or percent mm. of success yeah. if you do it that way. Interesting, because you guys must see all these projects come in. Well, I always think you, you guys are the one percenters mm. that see things like two or three, maybe four years earlier than what then goes on the market. So you're ahead of so much, which then goes on to the insights piece that you guys are all across. Like mm. I've been to a couple of your seminars that you've done uh, in Melbourne and they're fantastic. Like you just did a recent one on CBD oil mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where I don't think anyone in Australia is even people are sharing articles but no one's actually talking about it and you guys were on the forefront and you'd already heard about that mm, mm. where do you get your insights from and where does that and where does that build I guess the insights come from a couple of different places we're lucky enough that our business called my Brunton invests in us 
you know, going to international conferences such as Pangborn. So okay. every two years internationally, there's a big sensory symposia. Um, the last one, as an example, was in Edinburgh. We got Sarah and another colleague, Kathy, to go and present, you know, there and share ideas. That really is where the kind of the, that sensory part comes in. But in terms of the consumer, we have a, a longitudinal um, tracker of um, evolving um, consumer values and we get a lot of our guidance from that because yeah, okay. it's something that is cyclical and it allows us to kind of understand the past, explain the current day, and then actually start to project out into the future. And certainly, I mean, I've been across that now for last kind of eight, um, ten years yeah, okay. at Colmar Brunton. And cur currently I'm really, you know, I'm wheeling and dealing it, sharing it mm. with clients, really at that strategic front end to really understand consumers and put them in the heart of what they're going to do in that pipeline. So, you know, we do get a lot of guidance from that as well. That's fantastic. And I think as well, keeping an eye on what's happening in those markets. Yeah, okay, yeah. And from there, I mean, from the, the, the work that we we're doing, um, we can see kind of who's stronger, you know, whether the US is leading the way or whether it's France leading the way. And then we look to those markets to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, because most certainly mm -hmm. what you'll find is that the, this trend will reach Australia at some point. And I guess what we can do with our social sentiment mm. research is understand actually when's that point, when's it actually going to arrive on shore, mm. and when should our clients act on that as well. Yeah, so, well, it all comes yeah, down to timing, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. it's a huge, huge factor. Yeah. Which kind I mean, of you, you could go two years too soon and then someone comes on and yeah. it's a flat, yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And all ideas can be good ideas, they just might be too soon, yeah. or yeah. maybe you've yeah. kind of missed the, 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 the mark and maybe, you know, it's, it's too late. Um, but yeah, it's when that when it's it's when that right timing is, and knowing when that right timing is. That's fantastic. I'm gonna have to touch on it because in the last seminar, you put a slide that literally stayed in my head. Mm, it's a bit of a teaser, Sarah, it, wasn't it? it? It's fantastic. Does it have a name? Is that big circle? What is that the big, big circle, circle? Is the Millennium Monitor? <laughs> millennium Monitor. Millennium Monitor, not the Millennial monitor although they are in it too but yeah. the millennium monitor yeah and can, yeah can you explain over a podcast and if anyone wants this, if anyone wants this slide are you willing to share of course yeah, absolutely beautiful. actually to well not even for me to send a slide we have a, a wonderful website oh, on this so it's www.millenniummonitor.com even has its own website has its Look own website this. this is how good it is um, yeah, this is a good challenge, explaining it without any diagrams. You can't even see the hand movements as they go around <laughs> and around, from right to left. Um, but basically, it's, it's like a trait kind of theory or a need scope, if, you, if anyone's kind of familiar with that, where you've got different era, eras of time and it's kind of segmenting time as you go. The Millennium Monitor is a very generational mm -hmm. um, type model because we're really pulled around um, by uh, a new generation coming through and not wanting to be like a generation before, wanting okay. to do things and fix problems in a different way. Uh, where they haven't been successful before. So that's really the push, mm. and that's what we're seeing at the moment. We're seeing the Australian mass, although, you know, say 42% of Australians and their values align with the conformity-type values, which is all about, you know, safety, security, and everyone having a role. 
um, we're really coming out of that zone really quickly towards rebellion. And we've got 25% of Australians in there at the moment. Okay. We will go back in early next year and, and see where that number is at. We do expect to see an increase mm. there and a decrease in, in conformity as we exit the conformity space. But rebellion is about really seeking a better way. Okay. And the values there are really the, the courageousness to, you know, make a difference, do something different, throw to tradition to the wind. Um, it's about innovation, which is very exciting for Perfect. us around yep. this table. Um, and it's about yeah, finding a better way, fairness, equality, mm -hmm. transparency, and that's where all the sustainability and so forth comes into it as well. Yeah, okay. So it, and would you say there's a, a time frame between each one? Like, Because we'll come into like, we've only just started this new kind of segment mm, in this mm, space mm. how long will it last for before is it a generation or can it yeah can it be blurred over it's an excellent question thank you then you come prepared um <laughs> so well in the past we've kind of traced this back in australia to mid 17th century we've also looked at other priority markets and you know in times before a, an era used to be 20 to 25 years and it was very generational okay, yeah. but what we've sound, found since the kind of 2000s and when we've been measuring it um the speed has actually started to increase and one of the key reasons um, for that is being so connected, yeah. or some people would say over-connected, by technology. Um, you know, social media really thrived because we were in a, a, a community um, part of the um, model, mm. on the right-hand side of that model, and we were desperate to connect with others, and technology came along to allow us to do so, and so that thrived. But what it means is we're so over-connected um, that we're reacting, you know, so quickly to things and expecting things so quickly yeah. that everything really has sped up. The interesting thing to me, and having present presenting on this all the time and having lots of interesting conversations on it, is actually whether the rebellion will include a rebellion against being so connected. Yeah, very true. You know, I think it's fascinating yeah. because the technology is there absolutely, but when we think about things like mental health, mm -hmm. which is significantly more of a concern in the rebellion space compared to chronic health, etc., um, you know, we know that it's part of being overconnected. Mm. The guys in the in that rebellion era, those with rebellion values, um, are, are the most connected um, in terms of technology of, of all Australians, and yet they feel significantly more disconnected from society. Yeah. So interesting. It's and I know, and they have the, the least, yeah, yeah the yeah, least hope absolutely. for the future. Yeah. You know, they yeah. are right in the in the depths of things, and that's what gives the you know courageousness to to do something different. Yeah, okay. And you do start looking for alternatives. So dairy-free and meat-free are all uh, over-indexing in this space. Yeah, okay. And this is where we're heading. That's fantastic. It's good work. You did that well. You think? Can we, well, like, we can see it in our, everyone's on the website. I, I go to the it, website yeah, and like, you might understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, if, if any, yeah, go on the website because it, it's, it, it makes it really simple when you see the diagram because I just see it as when you explained like post-war and it was kind of you've come out of an era where it was conformity, like mm. uh, stress, pressure, togetherness, and then people broke away and then mm. you had the next trend, which was 
70s, 60s, 70s, where it was about freedom and enjoyment. And yeah, the 60s, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 the 60s yeah, and 70s. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was the, the whole band, the bomb, it was Bob Dylan, yeah. it was mm, all yeah. of the isms, including activism, yeah. you know, feminism, etc. So, and that's really, you know, Sarah mentioned before about we have a sense of and have measured uh, where other markets are, and we know that the US is typically four or five years in front of us. Mm. Um, New Zealand has kind of crossed that threshold. Mm. Um, you know, France is in the middle of rebellion, and yeah. we look to those markets because that's where we're going to understand what's likely to happen. Yellow jackets, a lot of activism. Yeah. But we also look to things like sustainability in their comms and messaging and these devices now that they have on packs to talk about sustainability and fairness to animals involved in the process, the staff involved in the process, and the environment in, mm. you know, involved in the process. Mm. It's a really different way forward, but we're kind of really, that's what we're yeah. looking at and, and, and showing our clients. Yeah, no, it's I did a talk last week, and one of the quotes I put up on the board was, consumers value values. Mm. And it's literally because of all the insights from you guys, from... Uh, Mintel, are they rivals? Are Mintel rivals in your world? Or not really. No, we like to be friends with Mintel. We like to be friends with Mintel because we want to use some of their gorgeous pictures there and case go. studies. So no, we're great. We're know, great friends. That's all right. <laughs> so use them and use so many different variables, like even social media. What's hashtagging mm. more than something else and Google Trends? And it's so true that, yeah. and that's why I think I loved your slide because it just helped validate where the trends are going and then for my space particularly like what foods should be mm. created because yeah hence plant-based there's no point in creating um a whey protein shake these days because everyone wants mm. uh pea hemp faba pumpkin so exactly there's no point in wasting your time in that space and uh, there's a, there's you know it kind of just provides that understanding as to why and it mm. gives you a feel also for the longevity um of of trends we know if 25 percent of us are, are in rebellion already we mm. know who's following and it's gen x's are following and, and baby boomers that are currently over indexing yeah, in that okay. conformity space we will all be moving across. Yeah. It's just a matter of when, depending on tipping points. Mm. But we think three to five years is a, is a good amount of time yeah. to be planning for the mass to be in rebellion. And that's a very, very big challenge for a lot of businesses. Oh, 100%. And that's why looking at the big multinationals and the big, it's their brands that I've grew up with, mm. my parents have mm. grown up with. But then you, you, I look at my niece and stuff like that and you kind of go, she's not bothered about Uncle Toby's or the messaging on Nestle. They're like, it's how do they adapt and change and yeah, grow? Uh, yeah, because be they'll, they'll still different. be around. It'll just be yeah, kind of what absolutely. message do they, yeah. they give in? So. And what we can do with the, the Millennium Mantra as well is we can actually look at brands mm. and future-proof brands. So we do a lot of work now We're actually mapping on, on Millennium Mantra just to see where the brands are because that's how we can help our clients in terms of getting the right comms and moving their products into the right space. Yeah. So, yeah, which is really interesting. Well, I, I saw a really interesting example the other day, actually, in the, in the team. The team, you know, love to, to use it and, and put that lens on and see if it helps. But, you know, we kind of know where Heartland of a category is and then we kind of looked at the concept and knew where that could sat and then we actually even asked for product. Um, you know, what a, a yeah, Millennium okay. Monitor word sort against a, a, the taste of a blind product mm -hmm. and then the pack. So you could actually look at wow. a bundle on the monitor as well to make sure you've got that single-minded alignment mm -hmm. because people wow. value values yep. and that's what's really going to, uh, you know, make mm -hmm. sense and be a driver for, for wanting that, that product bundle. It's so interesting. I know, Cause, it's amazing. Because I look at my daughter who's now three, well, three next month, and I just think, 
what is she going to say to me when she's 18? And I always think she's going to look at me and go, mm. you guys used to put a mobile phone to the side of your head and you did that for eight hours a day and you drank it the weekends and you drove your cars. Yes. Every- It'll be... Like, now we're looking at smoking, Sorry. like, oh, my God, how can people think? And sitting, by and the sitting, way. Yeah. Sitting, 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 smoking. smoking. Correct, <laughs> yeah. So, it's funny, because I just read um, a research paper this afternoon on sitting and standing, and this is where I'm a geek, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, right, yeah. it's like but it's, it's so true. It's like, oh, and you used to mm. go to an office for 40 hours a week, but you... And that was how you got paid. And, like, and you wore a necktie. Not that you're wearing a necktie, Ben, but I'm like... Uh, I should have made more of an you know, effort. No, yeah, no, 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 no. But, but it's things like that that are that are going to seem pretty ridiculous. That's, They're just yeah. going to seem like it was a different world. Even Yeah. And yeah. It, I just find it when you look back at videos of, like, even just five years, even music videos, and you go, oh, that looks so old and tacky or cheesy, or is that what they're wearing? But... At the time, you, you don't think any I know, different. it's so true. It just feels it's normal at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone wanted to get in contact and use your insights, your sensory knowledge, your panel of experts, like, can small startups use your skills or would you be more to the medium to large where what would someone do if they wanted to make Absolutely. sure they're on the right track? I mean I mean the nice thing that well what we think mm. is is nice that we can accommodate any anybody's needs mm. any you know any budget any kind of size of project no matter how small or how big we have a solution and all our solutions are customized as well mm. so yeah so we yeah absolutely it doesn't matter how small you are we can absolutely help you yeah that's fantastic and even to do some on-site training or any you know to, if people wants to brush up on their sensory like you know, okay, ben has been through our kind of what, did I training. Had a, ba- a baby palette you had oh, a baby yeah, a baby palette absolutely. which yeah it's the most that. sensitive type of palette yeah so you you'll be really good for um yeah. discrimination tests small <laughs> differences between products uh, yes absolutely uh, interesting <laughs> yeah. oh that's cool so just contact yourselves and I'll share the share yeah. The, yeah. your yeah. details. You can and... jump on the website too. So Colmar Brunton has a great website. Millennium Monitor has a great website. Yeah. Just to, whatever that you, you are looking for, um, kind of go, go to those two places. We'll, we'll get you there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. And yeah, I'm going to leave this New York office <laughs> um, and let you guys get on with your day. But thank you very Wonderful. much. Wonderful. Thank you so thank you. much. Thank you.